to the Fantasy's Finest Fantasy Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, William Spencer, Jalen McQueen, and Mark Carter. Yeah, what's going on, Fantasy World? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. You know who it is by now? It's me, William. I'm the host, man. I'm the boss. I'm the boss. <laughs> but it's glad to uh, get back on and talk to you guys. Just had some personal stuff to deal with uh this homeschooling thing is definitely an adjustment it, it eats away at a lot of my free time because you know i have i have two kids and i have to make sure that they're doing their schoolwork and i have to be the lunch lady and i have to be the disciplinarian and i have to i have to wear a lot of hats with this you know because of covid stuff so it eats away at a lot of my time and i don't get to do the normal prep work for, that I have for the show like on a regular basis or, you know, during the day, because basically my time is wrapped up with my kids. So but I I can't I can't stay away. <laughs> I love this fantasy thing. So when I get a moment, you know, whether it's late at night or, you know, early in the morning or when my boys are already tied in, you know, I try and sneak away and start getting some stuff together. So <laughs> but we're not going to try and skip too many more episodes of. You know, we missed uh, Tuesday's episode, but we're back for Thursday. We're going to get you guys set for the starts of the week for week six. And um, I'll give you a a brief update on my leagues, man. 18 leagues and it's it's rough out here, man. The COVID is really screwing my team up. I had a chance and I often talk about the teams that I'm really that I prioritize the most top tier, uh, my top tier league my 300 league and my legends league as well as a couple others in my nfl.com those are the leagues that i prioritize the most those are the leagues that i really want to win and i also have another league in sleeper uh that i really want to win but those are the teams that i really want to get down and and win those leagues but i can't catch a break in top tier man it's like i had I had to play Tom Brady and he stunk it up against Chicago and I I, I wanted to play, I traded for Ryan Tannehill to get him in the starting position, but I didn't know whether or not the, the Titans were going to play or not. And I had, I had to start Tannehill in another league, but it was just, you know, do or die in that one. Cause I didn't have an, I didn't draft another quarterback. And I wasn't really particular. That, that strategy for me varies. I don't really like to do backups too much. But when you play in leagues where you know the players, you know the league members, you kind of have to just to prep yourself because anything can happen. So I had to roll with Tannehill in that league. I won, but Tannehill balled. He they folded the Titans, folded up the Bills. Man, did you? I thought it was going to be more of a closer game, but I, you know, the Bills they came into the game, they were ready, but the Titans had you know extra time to prepare, extra time to rest. They came out and dusted them dudes. And did you see that stiff arm by Derrick Henry on Josh? No, that's <laughs> that's that's one of those what goes around comes around things with Josh Norman. He talked way too much trash to get folded like that. He should have known better. Like you see Derrick Henry coming down, and it's like, all right, I'm a corner. Am I really going to tackle this dude? Mm, probably not. You saw what he did to Earl Thomas last year. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a herpes but he flew. how do you throw another grown man like that like the only other person i've really seen actually chuck somebody was an offensive lineman uh jason peters 
Jason Peters would toss dudes when he's healthy. Fletcher Cox would t- Fletcher Cox was tossing dudes uh in in what was it in the uh in the Steelers game week five. Khalil Mack he flipped an offensive tackle. He flipped an offensive tackle. But you know Derrick Henry once that that, that stiff arm from Derrick Henry is lethal. You got to know better. You got to know coming into that situation like yo. I'm probably going to end up on ESPN's top 10 list this week <laughs> trying to tackle this guy. But, you know, enough with the ranting. You know, I just had to get there. Oh, I I, I got to talk about something else, too, because I didn't get to talk about it because we didn't do an episode earlier in the week. <sighs> My guy, Dak, he's gone for the season. Broke his ankle. Let me tell you how tough this dude is. He broke his freaking ankle. His ankle was leaning to the right and his body was going left. And he tried to pop it back in place. If you watch the clip where he broke his ankle, he he like he hit the ground with it like twice. Like, oh, you know what? I'm going to try and get this joint back in. I still I, I can still play. I'm looking at his joint. Like me and my wife were look, we were watching the game. And my wife goes, "Yo, is his shoe off?" <laughs> I'm like, "Babe, I don't think his shoe's off." Like his shoe his whole foot was going the other direction. And he was standing, he was sitting up straight on the ground. I'm like, oh my God, he's done for the season. And then when you got the report, it was like, yeah, Dak's not going to be back. He's got to have compound fracture surgery and X, Y, and Z. But he still, he posted a, um, he posted a video on Twitter, you know, you know, thanking everybody for the well wishes and stuff like that. And um, he's ready for the comeback. And then you know what the the big news in the offseason is going to be is whether or not the Cowboys are going to pay him and is he going to come back? He's going to be a free agent. Are they going to franchise tag him? I'll just say this. I won't get in too depth with it because I've talked about it a lot on Twitter. So if you follow me on Twitter or at hype underscore finest, you can see those tweets, uh, my full view. But to cut to the, you know, the kids to the quickness, they're going to have they're going to pay him. They're going to pay Dak. I hope that they give him a long-term deal. There's been some other ideas floated out there that he could get a, a two or three year deal at 34, 35 or 30, you know, 37 million, somewhere in that range. And I'm just like, nah, you can't really do that at this point. You have, you have to pay him. And it's not really an issue with the con with the uh, salary cap. And I, I got into detail with that um, as much as I could um, on Twitter, but you, you're not going to, you have a guy who's a franchise guy. You've been talking about him all offseason, about how great he is um, coming into this year. He's your guy. He's your guy. He's your guy. Now it's time to pay him. Now, you have no choice now because you can't start. You can't lowball Dak at this point. You can say, I've seen some guys on Twitter say, oh, well, why don't you just give him $34 million for a couple years? He'll be good. He'll be good with that. $34 million a year. The franchise tag is $37 million. It could be a little bit more, but uh, per recent reports, it's about $37 million. So if I'm coming into negotiations, why am I going to pay? Why am I going to play on less money than the franchise tag? The franchise tag automatically sets your floor to me. So you have to beat your floor. I'm not saying pay him $45, you know, $47 million a year. That's Patrick Mahomes level money. I don't think Dak is there yet. He's not going to get that kind of deal. But you're looking at Deshaun Watson. I think he's got over 40. I don't have his numbers in front of me, but he could he if his deal is over 40, that's kind of where you got to start. 
it's like, okay, well, I was having a better year than Deshaun Watson before, you know, I got hurt. How you gonna pay me less than Deshaun Watson? It just it just doesn't make sense. And people say, oh well, it's a business, it's a business. Yeah, if you're in the business of winning, I'm not gonna give up on a younger franchise player in Dak Prescott to keep a guy like Andy Dalton or try and fish through the draft and try and find another quarterback. Because if they do decide to keep winning, people don't understand that one goal coincides with the other. And then I'll I'll move on. If Andy Dalton does play well, you're not going to be in a position in the draft to get a high, high priced quarterback. They just don't work. If Andy Dalton comes in, he wins eight or nine more games and they have a, a 10 and six record and win a division. Where are you picking at? You're not picking early in the first round. You're picking in the back. So you, you the chances of you getting a quarterback that you need to be a franchise player is automatically gone. That's just what it is. It's not going to, it doesn't work that way. So, you know, it's, it, I, I wouldn't take the chance. I would pay Dak. Um, I'm, I'm comfortable in what his progression has been and you just got to give him the money, but that's enough. We're going to get into this episode. There's no Thursday night game. So there's thir- no Thursday night preview this week um, because of COVID. Every, you know, teams have been shuffled around the chargers and bills were supposed to play, but they ended up playing on Tuesday against the Titans the Bills and the Titans. So that game got waxed. Uh this Thursday, there's no football. Isn't it weird? Like, I'm finally home to be able to watch the game and there's no game. <laughs> but as always, follow the podcast on Twitter at Fantasy's Finest. Make sure you follow the host, me, hype underscore finest, and follow my guys uh Jalen and Mark, Ace underscore ECA4, and Mark at McNucks M C K N U X on Twitter. All right, let's get into this episode. But before we go to our starts of the week, it's time for some news. News and notes from around the NFL. Okay, first up, Cam Newton returned to practice on Thursday per Bill Belichick. Cam is asymptomatic, which means he's not going to be able to the disease i believe that's how it goes this whole covid situation has muddied everything so one minute it'll be one thing and then another minute it'll be something different but for now in regards to cam newton as long as he doesn't show any symptoms of covid and he's not contagious um he is allowed to return to practice which puts him in on point to be able to start this week for week six the broncos play the Patriots this week. So that'll be the game to look for if Cam Newton is allowed to continue to start. Melvin Gordon, this goober, was charged with a DUI in Denver for going 25 to 39 miles per hour over the speed limit per Channel News in Denver, Channel 9 News in Denver. Head coach uh, Vic Vangio says that he's unsure of of his week six status. Um, but he was able to practice on Thursday, so maybe they let him play. They probably going to hit him in the pocket as opposed to making him miss a game. Um, I guess if I'm a head coach, that's what I would do. He's going to get fined. We just don't know how much. But, they, you know, they're millionaires, so it's like, is it really is it really a big deal to find a player? Like, I know they, nobody likes losing money, but if I'm making millions of dollars and you hit me with 20000 it's like, you know, maybe it's just – just the the poor aspect of me talking because I'm not making that money. <laughs> um, moving forward, rookie Denzel Mims 
who was dealing with a hamstring injury, had returned to practice on Wednesday. Sam Darnold has already been ruled out for week six. Joe Flacco will get the start. Sam's still dealing with a shoulder injury, so that's um, still ongoing. The Jets play the Dolphins this week, and if you're smart, you picked up the Dolphins' defense because the Jets suck. And speaking of the Jets doing stupid things, Le'Veon Bell was released by the team. (laughs) They tried to trade him away. Didn't go as planned. I think everybody kind of knew the writing was on the wall. It was like, okay, you've been talking about trying to trade this guy for since the offseason. And my thing is, if you're trying to trade a player and you're trying to get rid of him, I'm not sure you can ask for the moon if you're trying to get rid of a player. Because now I know, you know, and everybody pays attention to the news. It's not just us. You know, if you're a head coach, you're these things are in the news. So if you're looking at like, yo, Adam Gates don't like Le'Veon Bell at all. Like he doesn't want he don't want him there. So if he doesn't want him there, he's going to try and get rid of him. And if he can't trade him on somebody else, especially with the contract that he signed, why would I try and give you, you know, first or second round or third round pick? That don't make any sense. So basically they waited for, you know, Gates to get rid of him. They released him. Um, he's going to be on on the open market, but it doesn't seem like he's going to be there long because per recent reports, he's supposed to sign with either the bills, the chiefs or the dolphins. He's probably looking for, you know, he's looking for a contender to play with and coincidentally or not, they all play the jets later on this season. So Le'Veon Bell got some petty in him. (laughs) He's like, yo, all right, y'all going to cut me Bet I'm going to try and find a team that plays y'all later in the season. And I'm going to run y'all. I'm like, that's basically what it is. Like, you you don't – there's 32 teams in the NFL. You got cut by one of them. You can go anywhere you want, but these specific teams are rumored to be the choices that he wants to sign to. I can respect that petty, though. So, more power to you, Le'Veon. Go get yours. Dalvin Cook, the running back for the Vikings, is dealing with an abductor strain. Uh, he injured. He was injured during the Seahawks game on Monday Night Football. He's expected to miss Week Six, but Mike Zimmer has stated that you know they've talked to him and he's feeling really good. So we'll see. He hasn't been able to practice this week, and per Thursday's practice reports, he did not practice at all, not even in a limited fashion. So he's likely not going to be able. If he doesn't practice on Friday, he's he may not play for Week Six. That means you need to have Alexander Madison. If you checked out the waiver report on the fantasyfinest.com, you already knew that. So, you know, you should be ahead of the curve. Um, Sammy Watkins is going to miss a couple weeks after dealing with a hamstring injury. Keenan Allen is dealing with back spasms that knocked him out of week five's game against the Saints. Um, the Chargers are on their bye this week, so he has extra time to recover, which is good because he was balling. That game, Ju- uh, Justin Herbert. Man, it kind of makes you think like if you're Anthony Lynn, it's like, man, I probably should have started this dude from the jump because leading off with Tyrod Taylor, that wasn't the move. I don't care what you say. And the reason I I, I talked about this on Twitter, too. I had Keenan Allen and Mike Williams as bust this year because of Tyrod Taylor. Now, I wasn't sure, you know, nobody was sure that Justin Herbert was going to start in any time this season because Tyrod was still healthy. He And then if he had started, it probably would have came in the middle of the season 
or later in the season when the playoffs were out of reach for the team, for the Chargers. So to have Justin Herbert come in and do what he's doing next season, man, if he can keep if he can keep that pace up, he's going to be one of those late round quarterbacks that you can get. That's basically going to be a steal. I, I'm looking forward to watching the rest of his progression. I really thought that, you know, because of COVID, because of not having an offseason, a lot of the rookies were going to struggle. But, you know, the quarterbacks that have been able to start um, Burroughs playing pretty well. Herbert's lighting it up. He went toe to toe with Drew Brees. And if Bagley hits that uh, field goal, you know, he gets his first W of the season. Um, the rookie wide receivers are balling. Chase, Claypool, my, yes, my guy, I'm going to do that victory lap because I called that one. Um, Denzel, well, not Denzel Mims. He, he ain't played, you know, since he hurt his hamstring. But you got Chase Claypool. You got, uh, it's unfortunate Michael Pittman couldn't get on. I really thought he was going to do something, but he's hurt. Um, it's, it's just the rookie wide receivers are playing really well um, despite not having an offseason. They just jumped right in. Brandon Ayuk. Uh, it's, they're just doing very well, and it, it's cool to see that kind of talent come to the surface, even though they haven't had an offseason. Um, Antonio Gibson practiced in full for Thursday. Uh, so did Zach Moss and John Brown. Um, Gibson was dealing with a toe injury, uh, as well as Zach Moss and John Brown was dealing with a knee injury, which is interesting because he wasn't able to play for week five because of a calf injury. So this knee injury is new. Hopefully it's not something that, you know, will continue to bother him. You know, they, I hate when you play players and then, you know, they injured and they go in, they play, and then they, they get hurt during the game. It's just, you know, it just sucks for fantasy. You know, you always want the player to, you know, be okay. But, you know, you take a chance when you, uh, when you put them in your lineup. But hopefully he'll be able to practice full on Friday and into the weekend, which means he'll be trending in the right direction. Drew Locke is getting closer to returning after spraining his AC joint in his shoulder per Vic Fangio. Uh, he is having no setbacks, but he hasn't been named the starter for week six yet. AJ Brown missed Thursday's practice with a knee injury. Um, it's not a new knee injury. It's still the bone bruise that he was dealing with before, but I think this is more of a precautionary thing to just making him take it easy. Um, if he, pra- if he doesn't practice in full on Friday, then you might want to be concerned, but until then, um, it's probably just more of like, hey, you know, take a rest, you know, take it easy, and then we'll move on for Friday and Saturday uh, as we get ready for week six. But that'll wrap it up for the news. Now let's get into the starts of the week because there's no Thursday night football. The finest starts of the week. Start it up. Start it up. Start it up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. All right. So you guys should be familiar with how I do this by now. Um, I take two players from each position. I talk about, you know, their games and why they should be in your lineup. Um, you know, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. I haven't done a defense. I don't think I'm going to do defenses. Defenses are the hardest to predict. Unless they're like they have sweet matchups like you're going to play the Dolphins against the Jets. Joe Flacco isn't good. The Jets offense isn't good. So that's one of the more obvious ones. So I don't really get into the defenses like that. I may talk about maybe one or two of them that have piqued my interest on Twitter. So that's why I tell you all to follow me, man. 
that's why I tell y'all because I can't say everything. If I talked all the time on here, my podcast would be like an hour and a half <laughs> between the rants and everything. But you know, I, I want to keep it you know under an hour so that way you guys get all the information that you can. And, you know, the extra stuff you can always check out on thefantasyfinest.com. So, yeah, there's that. How you do? How you, come on, man. You know I got to plug the, the website, you know. But let's get into it. Uh, my first for the quarterbacks. This is a little risky because this guy has sucked over the past three weeks since week two when Julio Jones went down. Matt Ryan versus the Minnesota Vikings. This is a pure bounce back game for Matt Ryan there should be no excuse why he flops in this game the Vikings have been one of the worst secondaries in the league they've been giving up a boatload of fantasy points um they're tied what they're just not they're just not good they're just not good at all so this is a perfect time for him to bounce back regardless of whether Julio Jones plays or not but obviously you want how Julio Jones to play because Matt Ryan has fallen off a cliff without him the last uh, couple weeks um the vikings are giving up the most the six most touchdowns and the six most yards to opposing quarterbacks and like i said before he needs julio i was i would dare say he needs julio in the lineup he hasn't cracked 20 points in fantasy over the last three weeks since julio's been out so matt ryan needs to get his stuff together but this is just this is like the final straw he's had three weeks to try and get it together Julio, I, I haven't seen any reports about Julio practicing. I know he didn't practice on Wednesday, which is kind of worrisome. But if he can get a limited practice to a full practice between now and Saturday, he could trend and start. They're going to need him because, like I said, who, uh, Matt Ryan is falling completely off a cliff. But this is a game where you're facing a weak defense, a weak secondary. You have weapons in Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage and you know, Todd Gurley, which I'm really confused as to why they don't use him in the passing game at all. He's been he's been playing pretty well as a rusher. I think he averages about 4.7 yards per carry now. Get him involved in the passing game already. Obviously, Matt Ryan needs some help. You know, you have Hayden Hurst, um, who I want to see more from, but you have weapons there. Get the job done. If you need Julio out there that bad, Somebody stitch that dude's hamstring back up and get him out there. Because Matt Ryan, with Julio Jones out there, Matt Ryan has played superb football. So, you know, you just need him. You need, apparently Ryan needs all his weapons. So, you just need hope. Cross your fingers and hope that Julio Jones is uh, able to play this week. Now, my second start at quarterback is Matthew Stafford versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags are another bad defense that can be picked on by quarterbacks. Um, they just got shredded by Deshaun Watson, who got his first win of the season. He threw 359 yards and three touchdowns. Matthew Stafford has Kenny Galladay back. Um, it's a good matchup. The Jags have given up the fifth most touchdowns, and they're averaging about 21 fantasy points per game against uh, opposing quarterbacks. Eighth in the in, eighth in fantasy so far. Eighth most. So Matthew Stafford has a good matchup. Um, he should be in your lineups. To against the Jags, you know, it's not nothing crazy, but it should be a solid start if you have if you waited on, you know, Matthew Stafford later on in the season. I mean, later on in your fantasy drafts. Moving on to the running back position, David Montgomery versus the Carolina Panthers. 
come on, like he didn't see this coming. The Panthers are bad against the run. Todd Gurley stomped all over them last week for 121 yards, averaged 8.6 yards per carry, and then scored two touchdowns. So, you know, you definitely want to keep David Montgomery in your lineup for this week. Uh, he's getting he's getting involved in the passing game. He had eight targets uh, against the uh, Bucks for week five. Looked pretty good. Um, he I think he had a touchdown too. But Montgomery's getting the work, and he's getting the targets. He's being involved in the, in the passing game, which is a very good plus in PPR formats. So you definitely want to keep him in there. Um, the Panthers also giving up the six most yards to opposing running backs and the most fantasy points to opposing running backs. So you definitely want to start David Montgomery this week. Another one who has a good matchup this week is Jonathan Taylor. Now, he hasn't had the breakout game this week, I mean, uh, so far this season, but he plays the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, The Bengals are tied with giving up the 11th most fantasy points to opposing running backs at 21 uh, 21 fantasy points per game. Um, The Bengals has also given up the second most rushing yards to opposing running backs. So Jonathan Taylor could be in for his first breakout game of the season. Another thing, why aren't they using him more in the passing game? You have, for somebody who in Phillip Rivers who likes to target, first of all, let me just say Phillip Rivers has been trash so far this season. I don't, you have injuries at the wide receiver position, sure. But you're a guy who always targets running backs and tight ends, running backs and tight ends. Get Jonathan Taylor more involved in the passing game. Maybe that'll alleviate some of the stresses that Rivers has been having, but he's been throwing intercept. He's picked up right where he's left off from last season, throwing all them picks, man. It's it's ridiculous. I, I can't even wrap my head around that one. But David Montgomery, Jonathan Taylor should be in your lineups for this week. Um, they have really good matchups, so don't move them. At wide receiver, I have Christian Kirk versus the Dallas Cowboys. Um what else can I say outside of the fact that the Cowboys, you know, they kind of suck defensively. It's not even kind of, they, they trashed <laughs> defensively. It's like they're giving up, you know, goo gobs of points. They're giving up 36 points per game overall. Uh, the defense made Daniel Jones look like a superstar. He, I think the, the giants hadn't scored more than 15 points up until that point, And he scored 34. Like this is the issue I have with my Cowboys defense. Y'all letting bums get off on y'all. Bums. Daniel Jones is... Now, I will say this. I have higher hopes for Daniel Daniel Jones. Maybe this is a turning point for him. You get an easy game. You put up some points. You look okay. And then it starts to trend upward from there. But good Lord, man. You're getting ripped by everybody. But Christian Kirk is in a position where he can benefit from that. Because, like I said, they're giving up 36 points per game. Um, in the regular season, Dallas is also averaging 33 points to opposing wide receivers per game in fantasy. Second most in the league. So basically, if you have the Cowboys on your schedule, you should be starting your wide receivers against the Cowboys because they've been getting shredded. So this is a this is going to be an interesting game to watch. The Cowboys play um, AZ this week. So um, if I have Christian Kirk, I'm trying to slide him in my flex spot. Uh, he would be my wide receiver three based on my team. Uh, but he's in position to get, you know, a pretty nice workload against a defense that's 
extra soft against wide receivers. My second wide receiver to start this week is Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, the, he plays the Cleveland Browns for week six, and I know people are a little bit leery. I know I was um, after that game with Chase Claypool uh, went off against the Eagles, but Juju is still going to be the number one wide receiver. Um, the one thing I'm looking for in this game, he has a good opportunity to bounce back um, because Chase Claypool has come onto the scene. I don't think that you can tuck him back behind you know, guys like Deontay Johnson and James Washington after what he did. So I expect Claypool to at least start this game this week six. I would be shocked if he doesn't because the level of talent that he displayed against the Eagles, even going up against somebody like Darius Slay, he burnt uh, Slay a couple of times in that game. It wasn't just, you know, Claypool was picking on bad corners um, from the Eagles. Slay had to slide over there too. and He got Slay a couple of times. So it's, it's, he's shown that he's capable of playing not only outside and inside, but he's he's able to go up against some of the better um, corners in the league, which will help Juju out because now you can't slide um, double coverage over to Juju and say, well, all right, Ben, go beat us with somebody else because he can. Deontay Johnson is one of the most targeted wide receivers in the Steelers offense. Juju still is the number one wide receiver, and he's still dangerous. But now you add Chase Claypool to the mix, and then you got James Conner and Eric Ebron too. That's gonna be that's that could be hard to deal uh, deal with every week. So Juju should have a nice bounce back game. Uh, the Browns give up the third most yards to opposing wide receivers, and they're giving up the third most fantasy points. So uh, this could be a game where everybody eats. And if Deontay Johnson, who's dealing with a back injury, doesn't play. You definitely want to keep Chase Claypool in your lineups and you want to start Juju Smith-Schuster if you have him. Moving on to the tight end position, I got Evan Ingram versus the Washington football team. Evan Ingram, he's been trashed over the last couple weeks, except when they play the Cowboys. You see why you need to start your players against the Cowboys? They just they just wake up. They wake up and they want to play now. But uh, despite Evan Ingram's slow start, he has another good matchup against the Washington football team. Uh, they've given up five touchdowns to opposing tight ends so far this season, which ranks third among fantasy defenses, and they are giving up 13 fantasy points per game. So if you've been looking for a tight end to play, uh, you know, because yours has been struggling and somebody got sick and tired of having Evan Ingram in their lineup over the first couple weeks and then chucked him to the waiver wire, you might want to check and see if he's there. And if he's there, you might want to grab him for this week because it's a pretty good matchup. Um, I've actually seen some guys in my fantasy league leagues um, drop Evan Ingram. Um, I have I managed to pick up Robert Tanyan in that particular league, so I'm not really, you know, I'll have to go and get uh, Evan Ingram. But if you have an opportunity to grab him and you need him for a spot play, might be this week to do it. And then I go back to TJ Hawkinson, the Lions tight end versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hawk's been averaging about five targets a game. He has a decent matchup against the Jags, who ranks six, who've been giving up the six most fantasy points against opposing tight ends. That's about 12 fantasy points per game. Um, I actually like that matchup um, pretty well. I've been a fan of Hawkinson. 
since that breakout game he had in uh, his rookie year against the Arizona Cardinals. And then it just seemed that, you know, everybody forgot about him, which is weird. But, you know, I I, I never understand that. It's like, yo, he, he, he did really well. And then like, okay, that's great. We're not throwing him the ball anymore. It's like, huh? But you, this is a matchup where he could take full advantage of it. Um, there hasn't really been a lot of spark from the Lions uh, wide receiver group. Basically, if it's not uh, Kenny Galladay, mm, everybody else has been kind of quiet. Marvin Jones, which is shocking because Marvin Jones is actually a pretty decent wide receiver. He's not being involved in the offense, or he's not putting up the production, rather, that you would be used to seeing. But it is what it is at this point. Um, but if you're looking for another option to play this week, Hawkinson is your guy. Now, I went and did uh, – I got one more tight end to play. Uh, normally, like I said, I do two. But I really like Jonu Smith versus the Houston Texans. The Texans are more of a mid-range defense when it comes to guarding tight ends. But Jonu Smith just gets a whole bunch of work. Um, he's targeted in the end zone. He's uh, yeah, he's targeted by Ryan Tannehill. He's probably – if you look at the depth chart, he's probably your best second option as a receiver in that offense. Because Corey Davis is inconsistent. Um, Adam Humphreys, I think he just returned back from the COVID list. I think he was on there for about 12 days and he got in a practice uh, this week. So I haven't seen anything from Corey Davis. So basically, you're looking at Janu and A.J. Brown to be your top wide receivers against the Houston Texans. I'm liking that. Um, I like the the amount of work that Janu's getting. Um, I don't think that you can take him out of your lineups. Uh, because of how he's used for the Titans. And like I said, there's no other wide receiver that's consistent outside of A.J. Brown. So you got A.J. Brown, you might get a little sprinkle of Adam Humphreys, a little sprinkle of Corey Davis, and then whoever else they got behind them, behind Brown. But it's A.J. and Smith, you know, if, if it comes to pe- catching passes out of there. So John is a guy I think you can comfortably put in your lineup and not think twice about having them in there. But that'll wrap it up for our show, man. It's a little short one this time. Um, like I said, no Thursday night football, so no Thursday night preview breakdown. So, yep, we, we're we done. Yeah, we're, we're shockingly, isn't it? <laughs> but, no, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, as always, make sure you check out thefantasyfinance.com. Um, check out our, our work that's been going on there. More articles will be put up. The injury report will be put up. Uh, I'm going to try and get it up tonight after I finish this podcast. And the I did the injury report. I just starts, my starts and sits will be going up as well. It'll probably be um, probably tomorrow, Friday. Um, I'll have it up, ready to go. But uh, be sure to keep on the lookout for those. I'm going to try and do some more news type articles, get some more information out there. And I hope you've been able to enjoy the um, not only our podcast, but the website too. Um, I hope you've been able to follow us and enjoy the content we've been putting out on Twitter and Instagram. And um, if you haven't checked out our fantasy, our fantasy finest page on Facebook, give that a check out too. And uh, you know, if you like it, join the community, man. We I love talking fantasy football. We like the activity that we're getting from the people who have joined so far. Um, and we want to make our, our community grow a bit more. So pop over. That's the least you can do. If you're listening to us, man, we appreciate it. But let's wrap this up, man. Enjoyed. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And we will talk to you again in our next episode. Peace. Thanks for listening.
Thanks for listening to the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. Be sure to join the community on Facebook and follow us on Twitter too at the Fantasy's Finest. See you next episode.